Welcome to the Reinvest Podcast, a podcast that is based on building confidence for you to manage your personal finances and the ministry finances that you've been entrusted with. Welcome to another episode of the Reinvest Podcast. I'm joined today by Chris Compton, and today we're going to cover a topic based in church finance. It does apply to personal finance as well, but church finance is kind of the vein we're going to take it in today, but we're going to weigh out the differences of long-term debt versus long-term savings when it comes to your ministry and how you function in that ministry. So let's start out talking about long-term debt and the effects it has on your ministry. I think this is a great topic to discuss because it is true that you can see it on the, the personal side. We think about debt savings, but in the church world, it can have a huge impact on your ability to fulfill the mission that God has for you and your church. And long-term debt can sometimes can't be avoided, but it also does have a great impact on what you're to do. I was pastor to church for seven years and we had some debt when I came to that church. And, you know, that's always one of those things that seemed like it would kind of hinder your ability to do the things that uh, you felt like God was leading you to do because you always had this debt kind of hanging over you is a big weight of uncertainty of if trying to get it paid off and whether, you know, how quickly you can. And it, with a lot of churches, I think it's probably in some ways, like a lot of on a personal, so if, if your expenses are higher and your giving may be down, it can have an effect on how you feel about trying to tackle that debt. And so I just saw how in our situation that that seemed to have an effect on what we were able to do and the focus wasn't on trying to get it paid off. We switched gears and we said, okay, we wanted to take, you know, everything that we had left over at the end of a month after expenses and things like that. And we we're putting it towards that debt. And it'd be amazing how quickly, you know, I think within like five or six months, you know, we had that paid off. And so it wasn't a, a huge debt, but it, it was something. And so it, it helped us refocus as we thought about, you know, what could we do after this was taken care of? You know, what other opportunities could, could we, we have or what direction could we take if we didn't have this burden of this debt up on our shoulders? And it really relieved us, put ourselves in a better financial position to do the other things that we wanted to do, but also just relieve that weight, a burden of, of that debt that hampered us in being uh, more outreach and ministry focus. Yeah, I, I think I've been in churches that have had debt and I've been in churches that have had no debt. And I think uh, I'd have to go back and look at the research and stuff, but I, I know that churches that um, – carry debt most of the time the debt that they're carrying is for building program or you know they've taken out loans for you know something of that nature the problem is is i don't know what the statistics are but i do know that it's a, a great percentage of churches that have taken out debt to do like a building program ended up being in worse financial shape because it causes so much stress on the church because 
now you have this huge debt that's hanging over all the members of the church to have to pay off and stuff. And so you have people that are very upset if you spend money on this or that or something like that. And they're like, why aren't we paying down the debt? And then you have other people like, we can manage the debt fine. We're not in trouble and stuff like that. And so it, it causes this riff in the, in the church and stuff. And we've seen a lot of churches that have split over, you know, they were growing, they need to do a building program to expand the church. And then everybody gets upset and they split and then, they don't need as much room. They end up having to either sell or have the church relocate or something like that. And so it is a, sometimes is a necessary to do long-term debt, but it's very important to kind of weigh your options on that debt versus, you know, some other options that you may have. And so when you're talking, you're talking about the weight that you kept saying the weight of that and I think that that's felt by even the people in the pews. Like it's not just the leaders in the church that feel that weight. It's the people that go to that church that feel that weight as well. I know um, we just at at my uh, personal church we've just finished a, a massive debt payoff that we've had, uh, and it was you know it's like a huge weight has been lifted off of you know the congregation and stuff of just saying hey, we're out of debt now. We're, we're back to square one. So the dollars that you send in for ministry go to ministry and we're not having to pay off debt and stuff like that. And so it has some drawbacks to it that you don't necessarily think about whenever you're walking that road of, you know, oh, we need a, we need a new wing on our church or we need to improve the sanctuary and stuff. We'll take a loan out. But it's one of those things where it's got some unseen side effects that, that go with that. Debt can be, uh, can be a tool if used correctly and thoughtfully and prayerfully, but more times and not, as we are saying, it, it becomes, it can become a hindrance. And I think one of the evils it may not, that may not be the best word, but it's just the ease of which I think you can get it on a personal level with credit cards and, you know, loans and whatever that transitions sometimes into the thinking of perhaps leaders in a church who have big vision, big, big goals, and, and you want to uh, do these great things for the Lord, but it takes money to build this new wing or to do this new ministry. And so, well, let's just, we can get alone to do that. And that may not always be the best, you know, solution. And so, I mean, it could be a tool you know, depend upon the amount of, of money you're talking about or the project with which you're, you're aiming for. But when you're talking, you know, these massive projects where you're talking, you may be talking, you know, a million, two million dollars, uh, a church, yes, you may be able to afford a payment on that sort of amount, but what's that going to do to, to the life of the church for the next 15, 20, 30 years, whatever alone would be for it. And so I think, you know, each, each ministry needs to consider, yes, you, you have the vision, you have the goal that you want to reach to, but is securing this long-term debt 
is that the best way or the best option? You know, what other ramifications uh, will that cause within the life of the church should be considered? I think a lot of debt and debt management really is afterthought when we're when we're talking about, you know, oh, we need to do this, we need to do that. I think we get a laser focused on the ministry aspect of what we want to do and we kind of negate the, all right, so what are the steps of getting there financially and what are the best options for us to do that? And so, um, you know, this, this brings us to our financial fact of the day, which is savings will give you way more opportunities than debt will. And so when I talk to churches just in our ministry and stuff and, and talking to them and stuff, then a lot of times whenever you have, you have to do a building program or you have to do something that's going to require you to take out debt. Um, most of the time that stuff doesn't sneak up on you. Like you had some kind of inclination that, Hey, we're growing. Uh, even if you're growing rapidly, um, if you're growing, then you, you see those signs, you, you know, that someday down the road, if your ministry continues to grow, you're going to outgrow the space that you're in. And so, uh, even if it's, if your church isn't growing, but it's just been around for a long time and it's going to need repairs at some point in time, then you, you know, those things don't sneak up on you. Like, you know, that's going to happen. Everything wears out, everything deteriorates and stuff. And so I think that if you, if you do the front end part and you start putting money aside in your savings and start saying, all right, we, we know that one day we want to do a building program. We know that one day, you know, our ministry, is going to need a new roof. Our ministry or our church building is going to need a new roof. Um, because our ministry is growing, then we're going to need more seats. We're going to need more classrooms. We're going to need more, you know, everything. Then you know that stuff is coming. And so you start to put those pieces in place early on and it it will circumvent you having to have long-term debt or short-term debt because you've got the money set aside for it already. And I think one of the things that I've seen is you have the opposite kind of reaction. I I see churches that have debt that carry debt that they are more pushing forward saying, we want to do this. We want to do that. And they'll take out debt to do it. But you see the reverse on some of the churches that have a lot of savings. And it's like, we don't want to do that because we don't want to, we don't want to use our savings because that's our safety net. And so I think that you have to strike a balance there as to being able to use the money that you've set aside, but always have a plan to replenish that, those funds to be able to do the next thing. Because like, just because you did this huge building project and you expanded your church to set, you know, from 200 to 400. Well, if we're, we're focused on growing our ministry, then at some point you might need 600 or you might need to replace that building or you might need to move because the road changed through there or something like that. So being able to always be thinking ahead like that allows you a lot of opportunities that, you know, sometimes you would have like some, sometimes uh, you might have an opportunity to do a church plant or do a sister uh, church someplace. And, you know, if you have the funds setting aside, just ready for it, then when the opportunity opens, you can just move on that. And so I think that as, as ministry goes, I think we miss a lot of opportunities that we could take advantage of just because 
we weren't financially prepared. And that, that might be a harsh way of saying it, but I think in the way that God has structured his church, I think that there's opportunities that are missed because we just aren't in the right position to, to move forward on them. I can remember years ago growing up in church and I, I don't think that maybe this is the thinking today. It could be, you know, in some circles that this may be the thinking, but I could remember that having money set aside uh, in savings and not being used was almost considered, uh, you know, like taboo or, or an evil because, oh, why, why do you have all this extra money, you know, set aside? That money could be used to give, you know, to, to a missionary to help get them to the field, or that money could be used to give to this other mission work to help feed the poor or whatever the case may be, you know, we could use, go ahead and use that money. Why would you have this money set aside? And so, you know, the, the, the thinking was for, yes, we want to use money for ministry, but let's not hold it. Whereas, you know, I think uh, now, we need to shift that, you know, that paradigm, if, if you still have that thinking to be, you know, saving money and preparing for future ministry opportunities, uh, not, not just ministry opportunities, but as we saw the, this last year and this, the threat of the, the pandemic and what that imposed on churches and, and people quarantined at home and whether people were going to give and, you know, how that may have affected churches and you know i know of churches who had to you know cut payroll and do different things because you know people weren't giving there was a lot of uncertainty and so yes you know long-term savings and, and planning for future opportunities but also can help you in moments of crises you know if there was ever something like you know like happened last year and so it does give you more opportunities to be uh, prepared for those crises, but gives you opportunities to, to plan ahead because, you know, in, in a church uh, leadership, when you're planning your, your vision and stuff, yeah, having, you know, money set aside for, for these expenses that come up when you have to replace a, a, a roof on a church or air conditioning goes out or whatever, those emergency type savings, but, but also for long-term planning and it, it would be better, I think, to, you know, have, you know, a 5, 10, 15 year plan for that and go ahead and start raising those funds ahead of time and preparing for those future ministries versus let's just tackle it now. We can secure that loan and let's do it the opposite way, because it is true. You get more opportunities when you have long term savings. So one of the, one of the things you said was, you know, the, the mentality of, oh, we can't hold money. If we've got it, then we should be spending it on ministry and stuff. And I, I think one of the ways that we address that is assigning the funds to something when, when we bring them in. So like, if we, if we're putting our savings aside, don't just, don't just lump it into an account and say, well, this is for future opportunities, but, you know, designate it as this is for building repair. This is for, uh, ministry outreach. This is for, you know, whatever you can, you can classify them however you want, um, on your balance sheet and just have them set up that way. And so then whenever opportunities arise, you know, all right, this is, we've got this much money in here that we can use on this. 
and we have it set up so that it's going to get refilled as we use it and 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 be fine and keep you from having to to do that but you know having that assigned keeps you from you know oh well we have a missionary come in we want to spend our roof fund on the missionary or something like that and, and sometimes that may be the case sometimes you may feel the lord's telling you you know i'm going to give you time to rebuild the roof fund or something like that and so give that money to the missionary or whatever but um you know having it assigned helps you know kind of keep that keep everything in check and keep you from you know if you if it's going to cost you you know ten thousand dollars to put a roof on your church you probably don't need a hundred thousand dollars in that account and so you know it it gives you some by knowing what it's for or knowing what you know you're trying to do with it ahead of time let you make sure that you don't overfund or just have way too much money sitting you know in in accounts that that could be used for things like missionaries and things like that and so um you know the, the lord blesses us all the time and i think we we forget that he he wants us to be the stewards he wants us to be the managers of it and so the lord will provide but we're still supposed to manage it and so i think having that mentality whenever we're going into these things i think it helps a lot with our church and our church ministries and it helps with the accountability and letting the church people know because th this gets put on the leadership and the pastor maybe in particular but the leadership overall and, and those involved maybe with a finance team because you know though ch church money uh, is the lord's money and as you say we're we're stewards of it and we want to steward it well but you know in the church world it seems like a lot of times there is a, a lot of uh, barriers or walls uh, put up or maybe some inherent skepticism of just of money. Sometimes it's a taboo topic to talk about. So being up front, I think labeling things like, as you say, you know, our goal is to have this mountain, this, and we're saving it for this. And, and whenever you have your business meetings or you put out your financial statements to be sure you list those accounts and what you have in them and that sort of thing. It just puts people at ease. And the more, you know, we can information we can give people and not, uh, and let them know this is what we have. This is what we're planning to do with it. You know, I think people more apt to, to give and to support and, uh, lessens that, uh, potential for, conflict or contentiousness when it comes to you know to finance because i've seen it in business meetings been a part of those led some of those where you know you know that that can be an area that can cause a lot of trouble in church and so staying on top of that and having that vision and goal for what you want to do with it but being sure you project that and letting the the church know letting them be a part of that can really decrease that level of contentiousness or anxiety around church finance. So let's wrap up our discussion with this long-term debt versus savings. Uh, if you have questions, you have follow-up questions, feel free to reach out to us at uh, reinvestfwb.com. We're more than happy to answer any questions that you have to follow up with. If you think someone else could benefit from listening to our podcast, please share. Uh, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Stitcher, any of the podcast networks. So please give us a listen and share us with your friends. Talk to you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the Reinvest Podcast. For more information, please visit our website at reinvestfwb.com. Please subscribe to the Reinvest Podcast through Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, and more.